This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark. And with me today is Lulu. Hi. Hi, how are you doing today? Awesome, thanks. Uh, it's fantastic outside while we're recording this. <laughs> uh, it was a beautiful day today. And um, uh, Michelle, actually, uh, who has introduced me to a lot of people, introduced me to you. How long have you known Michelle? I would say about, oh, seven years maybe we met through celebrate recovery over at bay area community church oh okay so you met it at at bay area do you live down that way or you i live in arnold you live in arnold okay are you from the area originally no no okay I've, but i've been here 17 years which is the longest i've ever lived somewhere oh wow i've pretty much only lived here other than college <laughs> so I'm going to Florida at some point. I know I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to get away from winter as much as possible. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, well, that's cool. You, you, so you met her and knew her there. Um, and uh, she's been a blessing to this podcast and, and, and really has seen, seen a lot of stuff and challenging through, through what she's done. Um, and uh, so you met her there and uh, that was how long ago? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Now. About seven years, About I seven believe. Years. And then. We reconnected when she came and shared her testimony probably a little over a year ago at um, Lighthouse, where I currently serve on the core team. Oh, okay. And so we reconnected, and I just told her that night that I want to be in her life. And so we try to meet regularly or keep in contact. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we drew her away, and now she's on our team. (laughs) Okay. So uh, here at Amazed by God, we tell stories. We like to share stories because we believe that really faith comes from hearing. And some of that hearing is hearing what God's done in people's lives. Um, Looking through scriptures, people always told their stories. They were told to tell their stories um, because that's how people are drawn to God sometimes. So what has God done amazing in your life? He has done amazing things, like I think the Chris Tomlin song says, um, I didn't live wholeheartedly for the Lord the first half of my life, but since um, I've um, been in recovery the last, it'll be 11 years, um, on the 24th, he has totally transformed my life, and because of what he's done in my life, I feel I have to... um, reach out and give hope to the hopeless. I do prison ministry now for the last 10 years, and I feel like I actually have a purpose for the first time in my life. Oh, interesting. Uh, w- w- like, so where did you come from? What, what did you, um, how did he, how did he, how did you come to know him? Yeah, so um, Early on in my life, I was living a life of destruction because of um, 
my childhood and my adolescent years that I just start to uh, just find anything to numb my pain with. And so um, when I was heavily addicted to cocaine, uh, when I was 24, um, found out I was pregnant and I just surrendered my heart to the Lord and um, just asked him to heal me. And so I became a single mother but I felt like I only half-heartedly lived for the Lord because I only surrendered half of my heart. But I kept a lot of the painful stuff, thinking like, oh, he doesn't want to know about it, even though he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so I lived in bondage another 20 years. And so anything, anytime that there was a crisis in my life, I would always go back to what I struggled with, which was drugs and alcohol. And... Um, you know, 16 years into my marriage, I let alcohol destroy my marriage and um, my family, and I lost it all. And um, it'll be 12 years, October 24th. But um, but God, mm-hmm. but God, um, you know, really picked me up out of that deep, dark, slimy pit, and just rescued me and restored me and redeemed me. And because of all of that. Um, you know, I am where I am today. So how did, how did you, how did you, how did you find up dedicating your, your entire heart, as you said? Uh, is there anything that he did, anything that he, he really, how, how did he, I don't know, how did he touch you to make you understand that there was more that was needed? Uh, because when we, when we go half-hearted with God, it, never seems to work um you know it's it's straddling the fence Uh, and i'm always interested of how people come to that realization that you know they went oh i'm not giving all that i can give more um i believe like i said um that i believe god allows certain situations to happen in our lives to get our attention Mm -hmm. and by because of alcoholism that really just destroyed my marriage and my family with my kids that's what got my attention and so at that point I just reached out to the Lord and I said okay you've all I've got and um, I just started from there and just started working on Lulu for the first time and and even though I'd been to other 12-step programs um, I've been to NAAA programs even to rehab, nothing cut it for me like Celebrate Recovery has done it for me. Mm-hmm. Just really digging in deep into my pain that I've, uh, you know, pressed so deep down that just kept on festering and causing me to make poor decisions to, you know, numb my pain with. And so, so Celebrate Recovery is a step program, um, if, you, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, and it differs from AA and NA, which were most... Uh, um, we're most accustomed to hearing about. Uh, what, what are some of those differences? Do you mind sharing? Sure. Um, Celebrate Recovery is a world-renowned p- program based um, out of Saddleback Church, which is Rick Warren's church, um, most popular known by for uh, Purpose Driven Life. And so um, they've got programs all around the world. And so the major differences, I believe, is with each step, there's a biblical uh, verse with each step. So you have a a biblical foundation to fight 
you know, your hurts and your habits mm-hmm. with. The other um, differences is we make no ifs and buts who our higher power is that is Jesus Christ, where other anonymous programs do not. They just say higher power. Mm-hmm. So that's a direct connection that you have a relation with them, that you can trust him for his promises and for his truth for your life. Interesting. So when... When you're in when you're in celebrate recovery and you know you you really do start to dedicate your life to God, what what does what does Jesus become to you? Like what how do you how do you relate to Him um, through that? How do you personally not not anybody else relate to Him and and what kind of changes did He make in your life? Did did it? I'm guessing it transformed your whole life. Most definitely. Um, sure, it took a few years because I always like to tell the girls in uh, jail that we didn't get jacked up overnight, so we're not going to get well overnight. But um, I had to start declaring who I needed him to be. And first was father. You know, even though um, I had a father in my life, most of my life, when my parents divorced when I was seven years old, I was a daddy's girl. And when my mom moved us out of state away from my dad, I felt him be stripped from my life and from then on I was constantly trying to find a father figure or someone to replace that missing love and or you know like looking for love in all the wrong places kind Mm -hmm. of thing and I did that (laughs) all of my life even when I was married and so um, first and foremost it was father and then I went to him because he was my redeemer and my savior and to this day, I declare every night before I go to bed on my knees, you know, that he is my strong tower, lover of my soul, um, that he is um, my, you know, um, I'm trying to think, um, he's my shame destroyer, he is, you know, um, my unspeakable joy. So things that I need in my life, I declare who he is for me. That's awesome. And so what are, what are you doing with that now? You talked about about being in the core of cell right recovery. Is, was that the what The core team. The core mm-hmm. team. You talked about uh, prison ministry. Correct. Uh, let me know, what, what, is, what is he doing in your life or doing through your life now? So like I said, um, last December, um, I w- had been doing prison ministry into local county jails uh, for the past 10 years. And I also went into... Um, Jessup, which is the female prison state penitentiary. I mm-hmm. did that for five years. Um, over at the Jennifer Road facility, I lead um, Bible studies um, twice a month. Right now, I'm going five times a month because I'm covering for someone. So I oversee the women's ministry there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over at Ordnance Road, which is just down the road, we do celebrate recovery every Saturday um, afternoon. And so we just, you know, work the steps with the girls there. Interesting. That's really cool. I, I, I've always wanted to do prison ministry. I've just never, I've had the opportunity. I've just never had, I've never done it. And, you know, the Bible talks about, <laughs> about that often. And, yes. Uh, it, it's one of those things that, that has eluded me, you know, um, when I was young, the first church that I started at, you know, I, I became the youth pastor, I became the children's pastor, I became this and I became right. that. And and I'm not not complaining, you know, um, uh, but from there, we they had a prison ministry and I wound up having the choice of doing nursing home ministry and prison ministry. And I am deathly terrified of hospitals. 
um, one of those people that don't go to the doctor ever. <laughs> and it's not for any other reason that I just don't like the doctor and I don't like the hospitals. And, you know, I, I don't know why I always feel that I'm, you know, uh, like I'm going to catch something, which is such a weird thing. And, you know, but it's, it's just one of those fears that was ingrained in me at a young. And, and I remember praying about it and thinking, do I go do nursing home ministry because I can't stand it? You know, and I, that's why how I wanted up choosing and, and doing that um, because it, 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 it was so terrifying. And I just never had the opportunity again to do any real prison ministry with any churches that I was at. I never had the ability or the time or anything else because I was always in ministry doing other things. Um, so people that, people that go to reach out to, you know, people that are hardened criminals and, and, you know, you know, I, my hat's off to you. That's all I can say. You know, I've really have, I've been sucked into homeless ministry. I, I, mm. I always, I always thought that again, something the Bible talks about homeless ministry. And I, right. I try to do as much, much of that as I can. I, I, I started a couple homeless ministries and, and, um, you know, have worked with, worked with people with homeless ministry. Like that's always been near and dear to my heart. But on the flip side, it, you know, it, it's never allowed me to do any, any prison ministry. Well, because of um, because of my testimony, my story, I've been in and out of jail since the age of fifteen, um, up until I was forty three years old, and so uh, because it states God's promise, Romans eight twenty eight, that uh, He works all things together for good, and that's a thing that He's worked for good in my life, and I feel like I can, um, you know, just give back. Yeah, you know, and. The girls just kind of look at me because I look all put together now that I'm like, this is not who I was 11 years ago, you know, and I start to, and that lets the door open up a little bit for Mm -hmm. me. And then I start, start sharing my testimony and I don't take it for granted one bit. Every time I go through that front door or I hear those doors slam, it's a vivid reality of where God has brought me. And so I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. And you have common, you, you meet her on common ground. Yeah. You know, you have that, that ability. I, I personally would probably wouldn't have the same effect with, you know, certain people because, you know, I didn't, I've never, wasn't in that lifestyle. That wasn't who I was. God brought me out of other demons. Um, and that's where I can meet people as well too. Um, so uh, that's awesome that you, you get to go do that now and, and you get to serve there. Uh, do you go to church anywhere around here? Is there any, anywhere? That you, yeah, any? I go to Cornerstone Church okay. in Bowie. All right. Uh, we had somebody one from Cornerstone not too long ago oh, as well, awesome. too. Oh, awesome. I'll have to go look. Uh, yeah, Kathy Joe, I think she went to Cornerstone <laughs> as well. Um, so she was telling me about the church, and, and I've never personally been there. I've been to a lot of churches in the area, but I heard some really, really good things about Love that. Love Cornerstone. I mean, when we first moved here from Germany back in 2002, you know, I really researched churches in the area and did my homework, and we went to Riva Trace for a few years when I was married. It was a good youth ministry for my kids, so that was important to us at the time. Mm -hmm. And then when um, my husband and I split up, then I started going to um, Bay Area, and I was at Bay Area for about nine years. But my heart was really craving diversity, Mm -hmm. and especially after going to the Together event in D.C. And did you hear about the D.C. event? Um, and it was like 300,000 people and, you know, all these artists and preachers from around the world came and, and it was just, it was just a touch of heaven. 
and we were getting together in circles and praying together and my heart was just so full from the diversity that was there different races different ages different religions all coming together you know and from there i just started looking for a church with more diversity Mm because the area doesn't have that and I didn't even get in the church building. It was in the parking lot when I started hearing different languages, and I knew that that was home. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I Do you know their website off the top of your head, just to share it with people? Uh, yeah, it's uh, cag.org. Cag.org. Yep. Quarterstone in, in Bowie, right? In Bowie. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's very awesome. I'll have to definitely have to go check that out. It's and, amazing. And uh, I would love to see it. I, I, I like to visit churches. I travel and speak, so I... I there's a lot of churches I've been in, you know, and it's very interesting to see the way that, that other people worship um, comparative to yes. how you are. Um, and it was an eye-opener, you know. <laughs> I grew up in the Assemblies of God Church. My first two churches I pastored at were Assemblies of God Churches, you know, and then when I started to travel out and minister to other people and other churches, uh, it was it was an eye-opener. So yeah. uh, and it's very awesome. We, we have a... a uh, a church not too far from here called I-5 uh, hmm. that I visited recently, which is a predominantly black church. Um, and uh, my girlfriend who grew up in a, a Catholic home, you know, and then basically went to the lighthouse and that's all she's ever experienced. Hmm. We left there and she was just like, I don't, I, that was awesome, but I don't know what to say because it was just such a different experience, you right. know. And it was it was amazing watching it through her eyes too. She was like, I I've never seen anybody worship that way because they are real charge, real passionate. <laughs> yes, um, and I absolutely love the church. I love their vision and everything else. Um, and we'll be going back this Sunday actually. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just was an awesome awesome experience um, to to watch to watch her as well as me. I mean, I at one point, you know, the pastor called all the youth he was like just come up to the altar you know and she had never experienced people coming up to the altar Mm. before you know because a lot of churches don't have that kind of experience you know if you want to be prayed for come up here he just called everybody up all the youth up and everything else and you know that was how i grew up and it just it felt like home you know and it it was it was so wonderful and and bethel church in uh reading does that oh okay you know, they, yeah. the worship is like you're at a concert, everybody's up front, yeah. and I just love that. It was it was so awesome. So, well, th- thank you very much for sharing. I really do appreciate this. So we ask a couple questions here that we'd like to just to kind of know and for you to share with some other people. So the first question is, who in the Bible, character, story, verse, or is there anything else that's touched you uh, that you would like to share with our listeners? Sure. Um, that would be Rahab. Okay. Uh, I just recently um, saw Stephen Furtick in D.C., and he was uh, the the message was called uh, Reputation Rehab, and um, it hit me pretty hard. I've heard teachings on Rahab, but not like this because of how she helped the spies and also acknowledged their Lord as God. By her faith, she was considered righteous. And Stephen tells a story where his son was talking about Uh, when we get to heaven, how long the line is going to be to see Jesus, you know? And he said, I wonder if someone could hold my spot so I can go check out other people (laughs) in heaven, right? So Stephen played along and said, you probably could go see others and go ask Peter, hey, Peter, um, what do the lines look like for like Samson or Jonah or even Rahab? Because I heard that she was the most beautiful woman to ever live. So Stephen jokes that maybe you roll up and ask Peter, 
and to see Rahab, the prostitute. And Peter says, we don't have anyone by that name. This always gets me choked up. But we do have a Rahab. But up here, we don't call people by who they were, what they did, or what they were labeled. Up here, she doesn't go by that name. So you can go see her, but make sure and call her by her new name, Rahab the Righteous. And that, I mean, both men and women were crying that night when he taught that message. Mm -hmm. And it was just a beautiful picture of, you know, we may not feel like we're righteous here in heaven because we, I mean, here on earth, because, you know, we have our struggles and we all have our flesh that wants to be fed. And, um, but in heaven, we're going to be called a different name. And so some of the other points were um, he didn't change Rahab before he was able to use her, mm-hmm. which is powerful. And there's a righteousness that comes from God by faith. So, and in Hebrews, you know, he talks about, in Hebrews, all the by faith were, all those people were um, recognized as righteous because of their faith. faith. And it's just a powerful thing. And after that teaching, I started declaring that I've got a new name and I've got a new reputation and my name is Lulu the Righteous. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, Rahab's a fantastic story. Comes out of Judges, um, and she's she's a non-Hebrew, so she's a non-Jew, who recognizes the faith and 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 touches you know is touched by the faith of them, uh, and actually is a linchpin in God's story of redemption for the world. Most I've, definitely. I've, and I'm drawing a blank now. I, I, there's four women listed in Jesus's genealogy. I'm pretty sure right. she's the first one, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure if she's the first one, yeah. but she is yeah, she's, in the genealogy yeah, of Jesus. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if it wasn't for her and, and what she did um, in the midst of, you know, I mean, she was taking her life into her own hands to do yeah. what she did. And, and saved her whole family. Yeah, God used her. God used her to bring about the change in the world that he wanted. Uh, just, an, just an amazing story. So we end with a question of um, songs. Songs and kind of move the world. We are all touched by songs. And, uh, you know, we have ones for good times and bad times. So is there any song you'd like to share that our listeners can go listen to on iTunes or YouTube? I am a music freak. Um, early on in my testimony, I said that music destroyed me as a teenager, but music saved me as an adult, you know, and because I was deep into the drugs, rock and roll, you know, sex, mm-hmm. drugs, rock and roll scene, you know, when I was a teenager. So um, music really softened my heart when I accepted Jesus when I was in my early 20s. But the song that speaks most to me, um, even to this day, is the song Redeemed, you know, by, um, I can't really, Big Daddy Wee. Oh, okay. You know, and um, the song brings me to tears every time I hear it because it came out during my first years of recovery. The words just describes my life of how I felt unworthy, full of shame and regret, but God helped me shake off my chains, like it says in the lyrics, and set me free. We sing it in a jail when I lead CR over here at Ordnance Road, <laughs> and it makes me cry each time, mm-hmm. declaring I'm not who I used to be. So, you know, like I said earlier, I'm be celebrating 11 years of being sober um, on April 24th, and um, in my
my birthday's three days later. Yeah. But I reckon I'm more proud of that 24th yeah. day, you know, because I have a new life. Um, I'm really a sports freak. So even though I wasted half of my life, I'm looking forward to the second half of yes. my life. And, you know, it, um, I've been in recovery 11 years. The first eight years were a huge struggle, just trying to get my thinking right, you know, mm-hmm. my stinking thinking right, you know, renewing my mind. Um, and just the struggle of being single and not having a family to care for because that's what I was used to. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, you know, God just placed me in Celebrate Recovery. And th- those people are my forever family. You know, those are the people that are in battle with me when I'm struggling or in deep prayer over my kids or my grandkids, you know. And um, I'm just so grateful for where God has brought me from and to who he brought me to yes you know and um it's just the last three years i i finally feel like i'm through the valley you know like the israelites Mm -hmm. wandered for 40 years he and god never intended for us to stay in the valley he wanted us to cross over Mm -hmm. the jordan to the promised land and i feel like i'm finally through the valley and the last three years have been so amazing even with the struggles that do come um, I almost feel guilty telling people how life is so good, but it's just a result when you live wholeheartedly for the Lord, how good he is, mm-hmm. you know? So. Well, that's awesome. I really do appreciate you sharing. Uh, I can see just your love and passion for God, uh, you know, flows out of you and it joys and warms my heart to to see that and hear that from other people Mm, uh and that he's brought you to where he has and and the ministry you sound like you're doing is is pretty amazing and keep it up if we can challenge you to do anything um i appreciate you very much sharing um so uh, any other parting words anything else you'd like to say thanks so much well for amazed by god brought to you by through god's library this is your host mark and we'll see you next uh monday If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.